what's up? Baby, let's go. Welcome to our website. We got loads of news and gossip for you today. But first, here's a new song. Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Brooklyn Cafe studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. 
So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat at the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free 888-994-4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe. We try new stuff, as you can tell. Yeah, I don't know fun. what to expect anymore. They're having fun. They're so they're great to fun. me, our crew. Val keeps going, what can I take off your plate? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? Because they're yes. watching me spin and just pivot in circles. Yes, and driving me crazy. I've driven everyone we've, crazy we've today. Lit, we've lit four candles in the bathroom because <laughs> I was trying to get the exorcist out of here. You're all over the place. But anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to the Brooklyn Cafe. Welcome to all our friends. She's in jail, so I need you to share it out to at least one person. Help us out a little bit. We would appreciate it. And for those of you watching us on multiple pages, you can always come and visit us at the Brooklyn Cafe TV. Yes. On Facebook. We're putting ads in there. We got new friends that are doing some ads as well. We are selling product. You see what I got on? I love it. We got our merch store coming. I'm going to order a cabinet to put merchandise in there. Dawn. So I'm going to have Slick wearing the merchandise, and I'm going to put them in the case. <laughs> we're going to have a live, You're frame slip? a live mannequin like they do in Slick, New York. we're going to frame you, and then you walk by the windows and go, is he real or is he not? I remember doing that when <laughs> I did modeling. <laughs> I'd have to stand. My mother put me in teenage modeling. God knows why she did that. You'd have to, like, pretend you were the mannequin. Ever see that movie? Yes. When I was at Frank's Army and Navy, I was a mannequin. Yeah, me, me too. We should have met each in other a front, long time ago. In the front on 3rd Avenue in the Bronx. And I was a mannequin. And I was doing like this. <laughs> and I was standing up because I got tired of I sit down. I got tired of standing up. Do you remember we had to dress it? We had to yeah. move the mannequin for that hair shot we did uh, yeah. in the hair salon. And it Dylan goes and picks up the mannequin yeah. by the... Mm, yeah. And it, yeah. not, everything not fell off. Not too much fun. Anyway, we had a great day today. We started our morning show with our new morning show, Bagel and Deli, 2nd Street Bagel and Deli on East Boca Raton, just south of Meisner. Great people, great owners, 25 and 26-year-old owners of this great deli. So they brought us a bag of bagels and some cream cheese and a little bit of a schmear. They're going to do Passover and Easter, so get your orders in. They do breakfast and lunch. And they're actually going to help us cater and feed our crew on Sunday because where are we on Sunday, we're going, we're going to that way, to the, to the Gator We're place. heading out to the Everglades, I'm to South County Bronx. Regional Park. We're that way. South County Regional Park to benefit the Brain Bowl for Alzheimer's research and for Alzheimer's and dementia. We're going to be there Sunday from 11 to 2, so come on out. It is pet friendly. There's actually a pet contest. There's going to be dogs, cats, and alpaca, and a wallaby are in the pet contest. I forgot to rub my pet. Keep rubbing your pet. BrainBowlEvents.org. Check it out. It's $20 for a ticket. Get your tickets early. You can also buy them right there at the park. All proceeds go to benefit Alzheimer's disease and Alzheimer's research. You can also always contact Pamela Heiger Polani at BrainBowlEvents.org. So over 50 vendors are going to be there. We get to stream it and cover it and do the interviews. We get to wear our merch from the merch store. The hats are coming this afternoon from Promo Stuff 
for you from Jeff Greenberg and Andrea, so thank you all for that. That's right. And they're going to be, the bagel place is going to send, we're going to bring in sandwich trays for our crew here. Yes, and we're our not crew selling food, there. we're going to feed our crew. Because there's no food that's going to be at the event because it is COVID requirement and COVID friendly. No so there's no food being sell. served. So we got uh, to bring our food, for, bring your own food, but it's going to be a great fun event. It Beautiful is. day I hear it's going to be this It's going to be very nice. It's going to be like sending, it's just going to be like being inside the Astrodome. It's going to be perfect weather. I can't, I'm thinking I'm bringing a fan. Why? It's outside. What are you going to I'm almost 54 for? years old. You know me. Mm. Yeah, keep laughing, Blake. Thank you very much for playing. <laughs> it's all fun is all I can say. And yes, did someone just trip? No, they just dropped off a Blake. Yeah. I mean, uh, somebody, they just dropped off a TV. But there you have it. They told you a TV was coming today. And we need a TV to take with us, by the way. And anyway. there it is. So we've got a TV. And so check out Second Street Bagel in Delhi. The owners are spectacular. It is right next door to Angelo's to go, just south of Meisner Park. There's a little strip mall there next to the post office. Check it out. Say the Brooklyn Cafe Show sent you the owners. They're incredible. Brandon and Kara, such nice, nice young kids. And if you go at 1.30, any bagel 50% off. 50% off. So if you go at 1.30, all the bagels, they got to get rid of them because they do it fresh every day. Go down there, you get it for half off. We got a great show I lined have up to for you. Leave the show for a minute. Go get some bagels. We got a great show lined up. We've got Cheryl Maida joining us, a matchmaker. Dr. Laura Ellick is joining us virtually. She's a new sponsor of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. So we're going to talk about the psychology behind love and dating, which rolls us right into Digit City tomorrow with Ask Dear Abby. I didn't even know this was coming. I know, okay. and you wonder why I stand in one room and I pivot. I go, Freddie, Val, Teddy. Taylor. And they didn't back know it either because I asked them. Nobody got a memo. And tonight is a full moon. So if you're wondering for all of this fun and wonkiness comes to be, yes, tonight is a full moon. So check out whatever full moon meditation you're going to find. This is going to be interesting because we want to talk about matchmaking. We want to talk about all the idiosyncrasies that go on. Oh, that hurt. That go on That now word hurt in, your head, huh? It hurt my Too ears. Too much thinking. But it hurt my ears. But it's funny because <laughs> it, in here, the kids have a hard time finding people now you add the COVID and it's harder time finding anything anyone well, here you know how my world is always full of serendipitous coincidences right you know how my world rolls out things just always seem to fall boom 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 in alignment so Chelsea was staying with us over the weekend and she was working from the house and we were talking about how hard it is right now dating during COVID and how the apps people they ghost they catfish the guys are mm, sorry slick the guys are kind of it's yeah, very hard to date. kind of too, you know. So this They're was Saturday. Guys. This was Saturday night. So she and I had this long conversation. Sunday I wake up and I go on social media and who do I find? Cheryl, a matchmaker. And I'm on the phone with her Sunday morning at 9 o'clock in the morning going, oh That's my gosh. That's kind of scary to begin with. I, I know. Care. She answers on a Sunday and I act like Well, morning. she said, I'm ready to talk now. Are you? So I think I waited until the 10 o'clock Sunday morning rule and then I spoke to you. But... So I met Cheryl Maida, and she does matchmaking right here in Boca Raton. Her prices are amazing. And the interesting, we're going to talk to her. Yeah, I want to walk Who most of her thing. clients are. Slick, go get a piece of paper. So I was thinking of you, Slick. For you. Of the vacuum. Oh, another important thing in life. The TV should be here today also. Keep me off of Amazon, please. And Walmart would be second best to keep me off of my shopping spree. So, Slick, here's the reason I was thinking about the guys. Because Teddy's in a significant relationship for a long time. Valerie's getting married next year. And I was thinking of you and Blake, Taylor. Okay, if you guys want to get married, 
some relationship information. So Cheryl, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I love when you actually met Freddie. You said, do I know you from, ready, slick, buckle up. Do you work out at LA Fitness? You work out at LA Fitness? Freddie does. I walk to LA and I'm fit, baby. <laughs> and she said it with a straight face. She was being serious. You're the only one that takes everything as a joke. <laughs> and you go, and you go, oh, which one? I'm in hiding. I hang out at the snack bar. Slick, can you adjust their camera, please? Because it looks like they're on a boat. They're a little sideways. So welcome. We have Cheryl and Anthony joining us. And Anthony didn't know he was joining us. So welcome to our show. Thank you. We had a walk-in today. I don't know who walks by here. Her name's not even on the door to stop in and see what we who do. Who was she? Someone just walking through the neighborhood. She was looking for a date. She was looking, Mary was looking for a date. What ages do you work with? I work with ages anywhere, I would like to say from 25 and older. My clientele are basically in their upper 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and I do get some 60s as well. So that would maybe work for Mary. Holy smokes, wait a minute. She went from 25 to 60? To 60. So you work with everybody. Almost everyone, yes. Almost everyone. Talk right into your mic if they want you. Is the green light on? Yes. Yes. No, they just okay. don't want the um, And it just depends really what they're looking for. I never, you know, I, did, I don't disqualify anyone. So that's why I interview everyone personally to find out what their needs are, what their wants are, and then take it from there. So age is not really as important. They have to be at least 18, of course, but I feel 25 is a good age to start at. How did you get involved in the matchmaking business? So I used to be a recruiter for a very large company back in New York, and I continued with them when I moved down here in Florida. Then I had my children, and I didn't work for quite a while. I was talking to my father one day, asking him his advice as to what he thinks I should do. And one day he called me up and told me he had the perfect job for me, that I should become a matchmaker. And I can't lie, I started hysterical laughing because I was thinking a matchmaker, an old woman who's hunched over who must be like 90 years old. And my dad said, you would be great. You love talking to people. You love interviewing people. That's exactly what you did. Just think about it. I, I hung up with my dad and I walked around my house laughing still for hours later. He wants me to become a matchmaker. And sure enough, that's how it all began. So I started really um, thinking about it and I did my research. And believe it or not, there were books to buy. And I started about 10 years ago. Wow. wow. So you ask, you ask how is her success rate, right? Well, that would be the next question. Great. <laughs> um, let's put it like this. Everyone I've worked with pretty much has gotten married, engaged, or in long-term relationships. Um, sometimes things happen on their own where they take a little hiatus from me, but so far I want to say I, I'm very happy with my success rate so far. You're going to have some children. Yes, I do. Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> some people have kids as well. Some of the, some of the people she... Talking. Some of the people that she matched up actually wound up having children. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, it's a wonderful feeling. It's, it's the most gratifying job in the world. I love it. Now, I got to ask. I, I just got to ask. Okay, so you meet either a female or a male, either or. Right. And what do you, what do you put together? Because obviously you got a winning formula, right? That's, that's obvious. So what do you ask or what do you put together that you can make these 
make the matches? Yeah. Okay, like how do I do it? So basically, the men are my clientele, and I would interview them thoroughly, one-on-one, -on -one, to find out everything about them. I ask a lot of questions. I usually spend at least an hour with them, probably more. Then I recruit for the men. On the same token, I also get many women who are single, who are very interested in being in my database. I find out as much as I can about them without asking too many personal questions. Um, I find out from the age range they want, whether religion has anything to do with it, if they've been married before, are they willing to get married again, children come into play, their hobbies, their jobs, you name it. And of course, COVID is a very big question in this day. And based on what they're looking for is how I decide who I think should I should make the introduction for. But I do preface to everyone, I don't perform magic. I really take what I know, I get a good vibe, I get a lot of information, I make the introduction, but if there are sparks and if there's chemistry, that's up to two people, and they take it from there. I love that most of your clientele are men, and you've got a database, and then you've got clientele that you specifically work with. Correct. What's the difference? Okay, so what I have is clients who could be men or women. They're predominantly men. Those are the people that pay me who I outright recruit for. So I work for them and I'm recruiting for them 24-7. Then I have a database. The, I do have a database of women and men. Those are men that maybe aren't ready to hire a matchmaker, but are contemplating it. Some men maybe just got recently divorced, therefore they just are getting back into the dating pool. So they are a member in my database, which is a much less fee. The women I have in my database are in it just because they are looking for someone. They maybe be online, but they're not interested in staying online. They see the same single faces all the time. So my job is to match up the appropriate people. The clients come first. I go to my database to see what women I might have to match them. If I don't think I have the appropriate woman, that's when I outright recruit. But I will also match up two members of a database if I feel the introduction should be made. Slick, you in? Of course. I would you, love Blake? to have you. <laughs> hey, they're all like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know, Sounds the, good. the Jewish mother that I am, I'm like, 28-year-olds? And you go, yeah, I just had two 28-year-olds contact me, you said, yes. Saturday night. Yes, yes. So I do, as I said, I do get women and men in their 20s. Um, that is a whole different price range as well. I just need, the bottom line for me is to know how serious they are. I need to know what they're looking for is real and solid. I tend to say men 30 and above are more ready to settle down, where sometimes, not all the time, men in their 20s aren't there just yet. So I'm very open to speak to anyone because sometimes you have a 25-year-old that will surprise me. Sometimes it's the 50-year-old man that wants to continue to play the field. But sometimes you get change of venue, right? So somebody says to you, I'm 28, not looking to get settled down, but I'd like to meet somebody, and then they fall in love, and the whole game changes. Do you make the, the, the matches based on long-term, short-term, um, how serious they want to be? Because some women in Florida, they forget about it. They want to get married right away, right away. And some guys in Florida, they sort of run away thinking, I don't want to get married right away, but they'll... they'll uh, They'll talk to you about not wanting to, but secretly they do want to. It's great. I, again, when I speak to people, I don't try to persuade anyone's decision, but it's interesting how we all want something, and at the interview, they'll tell me exactly what they want, but then when I find a girl, I always explain, I can't always check off every box. 
we need to check off the most important boxes. And then when I present a woman, all of a sudden it's amazing how someone who maybe was on the fence with kids mm. now wants to have kids mm. because this woman they found That's is good. dynamite. Someone that maybe never wanted to get married, all of a sudden that changes. So things change. Love can do that to you. It's funny. So I take what they say to heart, but I do know in the back of my mind, things could change. Anthony, what's it like for you having a wife who's a matchmaker? I mean, really. Poor Anthony. <laughs> she has to meet with a lot of single guys, obviously, so that's a little hard. But um, I, I wanted to add, her, her formula is more qual quality over quantity. So if you're somebody who's looking to go on like the matchmaking sites and hook yourself up with 20 dates this weekend, that's not what she does. She's not looking for quantity. She's looking for quality. And what you said before, if you have a guy who's looking to still kind of sort of play the field and is not looking to be serious, she's obviously not going to match him up with a girl who's looking to be serious. And if he's just looking to play the field, that's not what she does. She's not going to hook you up with date, serial dating. So you can just, you know. He wouldn't become a client. Right, he wouldn't become a client. She's turned people down. Yeah. Like if you don't fit her criteria, what she's looking to do, right. she'll, she'll, she's turned people away. So it's more quality over quantity. So. You, you're not going to be set up on 10 dates a week with her. You may not right. even be set up on one date. You know, it's, it's quality until she finds the right person and the right match. Right. You think that the, the, because of what we're going through, it's changed the perspective on dating, the oh, fear? Oh, of course it has. Of course it has. It had to have. Because even the online dating, which, again, is another avenue for people to do, which, of course, is one of the most popular things, um, it has gotten like I, from what some single people have told me, too much. And people aren't serial dating anymore because they're too nervous for COVID. So they're really trying to evaluate what the most important things are and who they're more selective as to who they meet now. Um, also, what we used to do is like the two biggest stress factors of meeting someone in my opinion, from what I hear from everyone, usually has been, what do I wear and where do we go? Well, now with COVID, that's not the most important thing. Where do you go? You have only so many places. So a lot of people had to really change that and really compromise and really think what are the most important things and be a lot more selective with who they choose to meet due to COVID and what you know the risks could be. That's interesting because the, the game has changed. We make fun of Slick and the guys in here as well because it's been even more difficult for them to focus on anything else. I mean, right now they're just focusing on either work, getting home safe, and the whole nine yards, and to find somebody. Everybody wants to have somebody, no matter who you Absolutely. are. It just depends on how much you want it to grow and where you want it to go. So it's become difficult. Um, what I like about the facts like, that you should be happy about is that she must know a whole bunch of digits. You know, you can sort of select, like you're always telling me you're looking for that special somebody. The enchantress. Now they're going to call you out because they're going to have to know what that means. <laughs> we love to pick on Slick. But I got to tell you. I know, he's sputting it, sputting it already. But your prices are amazing also. That's what like I for hear. your membership on your database? So my prices definitely beat a lot of the matchmakers. Again, everyone has their own style and their own technique of doing things. Um, I've heard a lot of matchmakers start at ten, fifteen thousand dollars to each its own. Um, my clients are paying me twenty-five hundred dollars, and then the members in my database right now, as we speak, are one ninety-nine for the men. And depending with the women, I get this asked all the time: Do the women pay? 
Um, when I am recruiting for a client of mine and I find a particular woman that I think might fit what he's looking for and I interview her and I'm like, oh my God, she's perfect. No, I do not, there's no fee to her whatsoever. But sometimes that's not always the case. So a woman has an opportunity to interview with me and if she's not a fit and she's like, okay, Cheryl, thank you anyway, we part our ways, no problem. If someone said, well, I'd love for you to think about me for future clients, and if you have any members in the database you think I'd be great for, I charge a one-time fee for women for $99, flat fee, nothing else. I don't ask for professional pictures. Um, we discussed that, Dawn, that I, I, I always have pictures from the clients and members. I take three to four pictures, as well as a 30-second video. The video is just so they can represent themselves better. I feel badly that not everyone is super photogenic. And so I feel like if you give me a little 20 to 30 second video, whether you talk about your day, the greatest date you've ever had in your life, the worst date you've ever had in your life, I really feel it shows someone's personality behind the picture. And it seems I've been getting a great response with that. Um, so I do not ask for professional pictures. I don't want them. I want, I'm trying to stay as authentic as possible. She doesn't want filtered pictures and airbrushed pictures. Right. People are just setting yourself up for disappointment yeah. because then the guy meets the girl and she looks 20 years older than she did in the pictures because she filtered her wrinkles exactly. and her lines and everything. And How amazing is this? Right. Yeah, because I, I, when I used to go on date sites and I met the girl, I said, I'm sorry, I'm waiting for somebody. She says, that's me. I said, that ain't you. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's it true. Happens. That's it happens. That's the biggest thing. That's one of the biggest uh, complaints people have with the online the dating is that they meet people and it's like a picture from 20 years ago, yeah. it's an airbrush right. picture, it's a filter picture. So I basically eliminate all of that and I take that away because they know not only I've met the people, so if I get a picture that I don't think is a good representation, I'll ask for a different one, but that's where the video comes in and that's what I think everyone loves. Because I've had some people say about the picture like, oh okay, you know, she's okay. I said, just wait, look at the video. They see a video, they're like, when can I take her out? And the picture just comes to life and that's what I believe in. It's not just about a pretty face for man or woman. It's the personality and especially now with COVID, we need to be more selective and really date someone that has true potential. I am so excited about what she does. It's really cool. I know, You're because so you know what it is? It's just, <laughs> it inspires so hope that it's not going through the same dating sites and seeing exactly. the same people in the same sites that you met, didn't swipe one way or another, and exactly. then they find you and you match on another site and you realize it didn't work on one site, it's not gonna work on this site, but you give people hope. Hope, you know what's interesting, Dawn, that you said that, I've actually set a couple up that are married now. They've been married for, I wanna say about seven years. I was presenting a man, a woman that is part of my database. He happened to say to me, Cheryl, I know her. I've seen her on a dating site. I actually was interested. She never responded. I said, okay, that's the dating site. Now let me talk about her. It's different coming from me. I know her now. I met her. I am able to tell you about her. Maybe she didn't see your picture. Maybe she looked quickly. And sure enough, they're married now for seven years. That's amazing. <laughs> How do people get in contact with you? So you can get in contact with me from my cell number, which is 561-702-1419. I have a website, www.cherylmeda.com. I'm also on Facebook, Cheryl Meda, as well as my matchmaking, which is just Cheryl Meda LLC matchmaking. I love it. All right, let's take a commercial break. When we come back, I think we've got Dr. Laura joining us virtually from vMix. Let's talk about the psychology behind That's the one love and That's relationships one and matchmaking. Absolutely. And is it taboo or does it give you hope? Give us a call, 888-994-4995, Studio A. 
This segment brought to you by Lost Harbor. Summer Peep is not in the house, but Lost Harbor Spirit oops, always is. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to Lost Harbor Spirits, a world where pirates inspire our spirits, treasures remain undiscovered, and flavors are infused with the essence of mysterious voyages. We invite you to join us on our journey inspired by the undiscovered Spanish fleets lost in the 1600s, the treasures that have been buried with them, and of course, the lost harbors that remain abandoned on the foggy coasts of Florida. Proudly distilling in West Palm Beach, Lost Harbor Spirits is a true treasure waiting to be discovered. Along the sun-drenched beaches of Boca Raton lies Amp to Media. We strive to bring rising stars and their fantastic work into the spotlight. From music to art, we have the tools and the talent you need to help you reach the next level. Amp2Media is proud to announce our new storing platform for reality shows, movies, and videos. We have the ability to highlight music according to what the eye sees on the screen. Our excellent mastery of music allows us into the deepest part of your film. Our different sounds allow your film work to come to life. For more information, call our studios at 866-224-5422 or visit our website at amp2.tv. Let Amp Media Productions bring your media to life. Please join us for the 7th Annual Brain Bowl as we bark and browse to end Alzheimer's at the Burt Aronson South County Park. $20 per person. A socially distant outdoor vendor event. All safety precautions will be adhered, including face coverings. Proceeds to help those living in our community addressing Alzheimer's, dementia, and Parkinson's. For more information, contact Pamela Polani Esquire. 561-496-4222 or visit us at brainbowlevents.org You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. 
Now, back to Dawn and Freddy S. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Sound effects. That is hilarious. You know what we got to do? We got to get Blake on a... What's that called? You know when they, you they take the records and they go like this? What are you doing? You know when they go like this on the records and they go... Eh, eh, they kind of like them? Yeah, that. So when we come back from break, we got Blake behind the records going like... Eh, 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 that kind of thing. Doing what? Uh, eh, eh, eh. Doing what? <laughs> anyway, the second brought to you, yes, by Lost Harbor. Summer Peep, the owner of Palm Beach Distilleries and Lost Harbor, the first woman-owned distillery in Palm Beach County, is out on a road trip up in Orlando doing new business. But she is the sponsor of our Fem City event, which is going to be held on March 26th right here in our studio. It is holding 14 women in person. The rest will be virtually. There will be a two-cocktail cocktail-making class. So Fem City, Lost Harbor, Palm Beach Distillery, and the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Teddy will be bartender. More information, you can find it on Bitly event. You can go bit.ly slash Brooklyn Cafe Fems. You can get my discount link from 150 down to 99. So if you are a woman in business looking to connect with other women to grow your business, check it out. It's bit.ly slash Brooklyn Cafe Fems for more information. And on the flip side of that quarter, on, February, on March 26th? Yep. Competing against Fem City is going to be inside the mind of man. We're going to be held, holding it at the Artful Dodger. Can I take 20th. Captain Mato with you? Yeah, I'll take the Captain with you. Everybody <laughs> goes, salute. <laughs> salute a whole your drink is going to be sponsored by Gubba because it's wicked smooth. And we're all going to be up there. And all the guys are going to come. We're going to have cigar rolling, dart playing. There's we need a, a Battle of, of the Sexes t-shirt is what we need. We need. We need to have that. Forget political correctness, Slick. We're just going to do this old school because we're just old school. Sorry, we're just old. Listen, give me or Slick a call, 866-224-5422. Give us a call or go on Facebook and say you want to be part of the man's group. And uh, we have all sorts of goodies and surprises. I spoke to Maria. We're going to have the manscaped woman. I hope that the manscaped woman, that's just a whole scary visual. Right. She's going to do eyebrows. She's oh, she's do... going to, you're not manscaping a woman. You're just no, going to have her doing some manscaping. Did but, I um, say manscaping bump. a woman? Yeah. No, I did You said not. a manscaping woman. She's a manscaping female. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother level. That's what she does for <laughs> a living. <laughs> yes, we, she does. And she's located down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. In Fort Lauderdale. She's coming up. She's going to be part of this gig. Also, we are looking for first responders. If you are a man, come forward. We're going to buy you a drink just to say thank you because... Your work has helped us get, it looks like we're getting better at this whole mess. And again, we thank you, thank you, thank you. But contact us, March 26th, if you're a female on that side, if you're a male on this side, and let's have some fun. Uh, we may even put a not-for-profit attachment. I'm going to get some Rock'em Sock'em robots is what I'm going to get. Oh, you remember that? Uh-huh. I still have those. Let's bring them in. They're red and blue. Bring them on in. You know I why know. they're red and blue, right? Why? Political. That's why they did it. Though. I'm thinking pink and teal is what I'm thinking. Anyway, we've got Dr. Laura Ellick on the line, and I know she's got a quick lunch break to join us, a new sponsor of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Let's, so let's bring Dr. Laura over. We also have Cheryl with us. Hey, Dr. Laura, how are you doing? Hi, 
Hey guys, how you doing? I'm so glad to be here. How are you feeling? I am doing much better. Good. Um, I had the second COVID shot and had quite a reaction to it. You got to drink heavy. We got to send some There's lost harbor and gubba your way. But I'm so fascinated by this all matchmaking, dating kind of thing because somebody screamed himself right out by saying he would never date anybody who had the vaccine. Yeah, what was that, by the way? I saw that on your page. I don't understand what that means. Um, I think for a lot of people, this is a political statement and it meant something to him politically that I was willing to go and get the vaccine done. And he actually made the comment that people should have that on their dating profile so you can screen them right out. You know, I saw that on your page and I'm thinking, why wouldn't anyone date if you had the vaccine? I'm thinking, could you carry the disease? Could Isn't you spread better? the disease? Like, yeah. I couldn't understand. I never occurred to me that it was a political statement. It's a political statement. Everything in this country has become political. You cannot make any kind of comment anywhere on social media nowadays without people jumping all over it. And it seeped right into the dating world. Well, you've got a very hot social media site. You get comments from, wow. I, I mean, I don't, the volume of followers that you have and people that respond. Freddie said when we first started working together, even if they're saying something negative, they're talking about you so there's good pr and there's bad pr but it's all pr so whatever you're doing to elevate and bring awareness to it but i want to ask you the psychology behind dating and matchmaking right now has it changed absolutely i mean as you can see certain topics that we never would have thought of before have become hot button topics now we have to think about politics attitudes towards how you manage COVID, there are people who still consider COVID to be a hoax. So what does that mean in terms of you dating somebody? How do you feel about wearing masks, not wearing masks? Things that we never would have thought of before are now associated with personality traits, and I never would have expected. Is that part of what you're working? I know you've got a new job you're working with in a new place. Where are you working now? Who are you helping? I am working at um, Futures Recovery Healthcare in um, Tequesta, and it's a drug and alcohol rehab facility. We do have a mental health floor, so I do some work there. I'm still at technology consulting, but I'm just looking to spread goodness everywhere, and that's why it's so funny on Facebook how you can make the most innocent comment, and somebody will jump on it with anger and negativity and controversy. It's just surprising to me. But the good news is that enables you to respond back and that keeps your post populating up and up and up. So that's the good side of it. Yes, it is. But I mean, this whole dating thing is absolutely crazy because I'm going through it now with just cultural differences between well, dating in New York, dating in I gotta Florida. I got to ask you this personally, you're back on the dating scene after dealing through a divorce. Right. What is that like? And would you consider uh, using a matchmaker ever? I think after going through some of the apps and what I've seen on the apps, I would more likely be willing to go through a matchmaker than maybe I would have been many years ago. Why? First of all, first of all I find that 
There are a lot of people who use dating apps in a not so great way. There are tons of scammers on there. As you saw, I posted, people try to get you on to um, Google Hangouts or WhatsApp or one of those things right away. There are tons of fake profiles. And it's too much work to really like do the background check on everybody. And there are too many people right now who just are texting six, seven, eight, nine, ten people at one time, and they're really not serious about dating. They're just serious about getting a following. And when you're working with clients who are either in recovery, you work with clients that privately that are not in recovery, what is the pulse of what's happening right now as far as dating, relationships, getting out and back into the world? I think dating has taken a hit in general just because of the COVID thing. There are people who are hanging out more in pods, just of their friends. People are scared to date, but relationships themselves have taken a hit. Even couples that have been together for a long time, I've talked to them about, hey, why don't you guys go on a date together? You haven't been out, you haven't done anything in a long time, and relationships are really stagnating because it's just the daily grind day to day and there's there's nothing to make the relationship any different than just two people who are living together. What kind of advice do you give people then? Well, in Florida, I think we're really fortunate because we have the warm weather, people can go outside in a safe way. So I encourage people to do things together, dating together, something special, whether it's going paddle boarding, whether it's going for a walk, doing something to remind each other of the romantic part of their relationship, rather than just the day-to-day, -day, who's paying bills, who's going grocery shopping, those kinds of things. You know, what I admire is when I was getting, when I got divorced, I got divorced a second time, I felt like a failure as a dad and a man. And if I had known somebody like you to talk me off the cliff, because in order to meet a matchmaker, which is a custom deal, it's much realistic, I was notorious on them sites. I could tell you every site in the world, I had a, forget about it, it was just nuts. I was going to write a book, it was so crazy. You're on page what, seven? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be able to be honest to the fact that you're not a failure. If a relationship didn't go, it didn't go the way you planned it, you're not a failure. And you have to be able to walk through this to get the courage to make a phone call to them and say, listen, I want to get back into the saddle. I want to do it correctly. Maybe I did it incorrectly. I used to think that I was not worthy of being in a relationship because I was toxic. This is what my divorce created in me and it took two or three years to get over that hump and I didn't know anybody like you this is I was telling Dawn when I met you the first time we had such a great conversation a lot of people called me and said what is her number what is her name because they want to talk to you because they feel that they can relate to you about their problems with what's going on around us Dr. Laura is who we're going to send that person to yes Absolutely. We have someone we were talking to yesterday, and we said to this person, who shall remain nameless, instead of posting all of your heartfelt things you wear mm -hmm. on your sleeve on social media that will affect business, how about a therapist? And he said, do you know one? Yes. There she is. We're going to recommend someone to you. But it's important because when they talk to you and they get the courage, then you, you send them here and, you, and, you, and you're able to get back on there as a controlled environment. It's the difference of buying a Cadillac car and buying a bicycle because you're going mm -hmm. to get it done correctly. And you know, there's an old mm -hmm. saying my father always taught me, in order to make money in business, you gotta much. buy right. 
It's not about the sale. It's about buying right. And here, you're buying right. You're spending money wisely. Here, you're spending money wisely because you're getting the right information. And trust me, I used to be a client, and I know what wrong is all about. And wrong can cost you a whole lot more damage. You know, what we found, Dr. Laura, is that during this pandemic, on, besides the dating and the matchmaking and the love side, People have learned who their friends are during, and I know this relates to you as I'm saying, as it's coming out of my mouth, I know this resonates with you, who your friends are, who you can trust, and who you can turn to, and who you cannot. And oftentimes, people have found that their circle of friends, their pod, may not exist anymore. Those that they used to hang out with, and social clubs, at nightclubs, and dating, that's not who they really are because their life has changed now. However... Mm-hmm they feel that they're not accepted. And you fit into so many people. Last time you were on, we talked about recovery. We had a guest on and he felt compelled to open up to you. Now I feel like I want to refer people to you that are hurting because they've lost that sense of those friends that weren't friends. Mm. Those friends, those friends that encourage not such good behaviors, but they don't know how to stay, I want to say, in the light, on the light side instead of the dark side, because that pull, the pull of alcohol, the pull of addiction, the pull of all of those other things is so strong. They need someone like you to help them. Can you do, can you help people? Sure, because the thing that we're really looking at is the difference between quick fix, which feels good, but often creates more problems than it's worth, versus putting in a little bit of effort. Freddie, I have to just tell you, like this this idea of there's something wrong with me, I'm a failure because a relationship has ended. It's so prevalent. And my family thinks I'm crazy because anytime I've had a relationship end, I jump right back on the horse. I see. And that. that's because <laughs> that's because it's all about meeting people. It's not about getting hooked up right away or fixing a problem or I'm doing a quick fix. It's about, I like people, I like relating to people, and I'm not going to let a couple of bad apples hurt me that way. And so I think that's the resilience piece that we've forgotten to teach people, is this is about resilience. It's about not letting yourself get down for too long, but remembering what you can offer to the world, whether it's in a relationship, a friendship, whatever it is, and just getting back out there and doing it. You know, it's really unique because when I was married in my second marriage, I used to be a party. And it's like now. I don't believe that you're going to live life today and be sad. I mean, you, you, you guys are here for the first time. This is every day. This is my life. And from here, I go to another party. And from that party, I go home. I believe in the magic of high energy. And, and it doesn't mean that I want to date 5,000 people. It just happens to be I like people. You know, we've interviewed over 3,000 people in six years. How what show or number are we on even? God only knows. But it's all about meeting people, and then you meet somebody who gets you. And you say, you know something? I wish I had known you when I went through this, because it probably would have saved me a lot of pain, a lot of negative stuff. I mean, I was in a real dark place. Now I see people that are in darker places, and I tell them, listen, it's okay. You know, there's going to be a tomorrow. And if you need help meeting people, I didn't even know that you guys existed. And I wish I had back in the day, you know, plenty of fish. I, I can tell you every site there was, babe. I'll tell you, the site business, the free ones were wackadoo. 
But you know what I love about Dr. Laura is you are authentically who you are. True that. You are transparent and you walk the walk and people either accept you or they don't, but it opens up room for conversation. Right, right. Everything on my page, other people have told me, don't post this, don't post that. Why not? It's, it's me. Let's just talk about it. I have no difficulty talking about the difficult things as long as we talk. Don't shut anybody down. Just hear each other with respect. Cool. And are you finding that social media gives people this false, and I call it a false sense because in the world of social media, everyone is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And then here you are, you air, not you, but people air their laundry out there and you're going to get all kinds of information. Are you finding it, this false sense of security, of just expression versus coming to see someone who can really help you for the longevity, right? It's not the quick fix of let me just, I call it the vomit syndrome, let me just vomit all over you, that's what my kids do. Let me vomit all over you, mom. I feel so much better. Really, this affects you? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The long-term yeah, effects. Limits. I think there are limits in terms of what people share on social media. I think it, it needs to be appropriate. Sometimes it's a cry for help when people are oversharing. Yeah. Um, so I'm always mindful about what that boundary is when, when people are sharing. But for me, it's about sharing experiences that people can learn from. And if people want to reach out and get additional help, that's great. But again, it's about that boundary thing. But I think there's also this idea that social media is anonymous. And there's no consequences for saying certain things. That's not necessarily true. People need to remember that there's a person behind that name and that picture. It's interesting. It's very interesting. You know, it's good to see you get both aspects. And it is a cry for help. It can be, and you got to leave it to the professionals because we are not the cry for help. Well, well, that's what I'm saying, but there are professionals, and that's why we try to share as much information and as many resources as we can for people watching us saying, you know what, Dr. Laura can help in so many, so many ways. How do people reach you? Oh, so many ways to reach me. You can go ahead and you can reach me on my website, www.lauraellick.com. That's the way to reach me, or you can hit me up with a text, um, 516 356186 and if I can't help you I will do my best to make sure I can get you to somebody who can. Can you give me a, a trio Val because I want to bring Cheryl in also. We talk about love and relationships and this is now a year. We're going on a year of this. You know what today is the one year since we had our big event here with Wayne. Really? Because it was on Freddie's birthday. Oh that's right. That's the day I went to. Uh... We had your Life party, your celebration of life party with Dignity Memorial. I had here. a celebration of life party here today, and everybody that came thought I died. They were very mad at him. And that they got nobody very told angry. him. Yeah. Doc, I tell you, I can say, show you the cards and the flowers. I kept them. It was either your birthday or how dare you, how dare heaven I? forbid, had passed away on us and not tell us. Yeah. And there was a there's a girl that I knew, a very good friend of mine in Miami, doesn't talk to me anymore because she thought I had died, and they were celebrating my life here, but it was to show how dignity works. Um, and it was a little wild. Yes, it's been a year. It's been a year that things shut down. What are you finding your clients are dealing with right now a year later? Um, addiction. Addiction is coming up right now. Um, a lot of people went under the radar. And now that things are opening up a little bit, 
problems that they could have hid with addiction before, they can't really hide them anymore. So all of those secret users, it's not so secret anymore. And the isolation has really hit everybody. So would you say depression is kicking into a different gear? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Part of the difficulty is nobody knows when this is going to end, and human beings do not do well without having a fixed ending. If you had told us this was going to be a year, we would have the resources to say, let's figure out what to do in a year. It's not ending. Humans have no idea how to handle no fixed ending. We don't have the coping skills. We've never had this before. It's interesting. Yesterday we were interviewing Manchester, England, and they were talking about what's opening there. And they're actually part of their reopening is to be able for the residents to hold hands in senior centers and in memory care units, right? Things you wouldn't think that that is on the, the opening phase. But it's human touch that I think people are missing, which is leading them to addiction and isolation. And, and we run back to them. And it takes me back to Cheryl. Yeah. It's not just sex. It's not just, um, you know, I have to be with someone. It's, I just want to, to be with somebody. I just want a touch, a, a, a handshake, a something. You know, when you guys came in, Anthony and Cheryl, you were the first two people that I have shook hands with in a year. Oh, really? Because people will go, oh, I can't, I can't. And I actually, I stopped and paused in my mind for a second thinking, is this okay? Because what it's done to our psyche, right. not that it's not safe, because I'm not going to touch your hands and then go, you know, chew my fingers right. or, or wipe my face. It's just the mindset of what it has changed for people. Is this what you're finding as well? Oh, yeah. I had somebody shake my hand at my son's lacrosse game like two weeks ago, and it felt like I was doing something bad. Right? Like, anybody that I just it's going to change all of our social norms I think and that's going to affect and Cheryl I'm sure you're going to see this it's going to affect the dating world as well well that's true Cheryl because people number one you have to be able to have enough confidence the way things are right now as opposed to before to say listen I'm going to see someone like you to help that's the first thing same thing with doc you got to see doc you need you have to admit to the self Okay, self, you're okay. Let's get some help. Let's get it right. Let's do it right. right. And then what happens is when they go through this great experience, like their friends have been married for seven years, all of a sudden they get the word on and say, listen, you got to go check this out right. because that's probably your highest resource is your recommendations oh, of what you do. Absolutely. It's the same thing with Doc. You know, we're playing a very balanced psychological edge right now where people want to know and want to believe it's going to be okay. Right? That safe thing, that safe button. People want to know. It's like, you know, I don't care what happens with the cops and everything else. When something goes wrong, you call 911. I don't care who you are. That's where you end up calling. You could have been in a, in a fight, whatever, but you're going to call 911. It's about the issues at hand and true to life right now. And people want to relate to other people. That's where you come in. Right. You want to be able to say, listen, I'm getting divorced. Maybe it was a pandemic. Too much time at home with whoever you're married to or whatever. Listen, my sister's a divorce attorney. She cannot keep up with the work. And they go, I can't afford it. She goes, that's okay. Because I got a line of other clients that can. Because this is what happens. You either get closer, I think, or you really just can't stand each other anymore. Is what she's telling me. Her business, her book of business right now is through the roof, unfortunately, 
because people, I guess they haven't found you to help work it out if they so choose to. Right, right. People are just looking for connection. Uh, and I think that's what we missed during this time is just connection, being able to relate to people. I, I love reading the stories in newspapers about couples who are like 80 years old who met in nursing homes during this time and they've reconnected or they've fallen in love. Those stories for me are amazing because when people come to me and say, I'm never going to fall in love, I'll never meet that one, say, yes, you will, don't give up. Everybody wants to connect. It doesn't matter what age you are. That's the key is don't give up. I actually saw a story that there was a woman and they placed her in a memory care nursing home unit and her husband finally in the middle of this pandemic years later said, I have to move in. They hadn't seen each other because of the pandemic. And they showed them reuniting in the halls. They were, he, she was in her wheelchair and he bent over. They had been married for 60 plus years. And you think, wow, imagine having that kind of love for so many years, even in memory care and even in that age. And it's clearly not about sex and the physical aspect anymore. It's about true love and being able to find your soulmate again. And that does exist for people. That's how you ladies come back together to work on, work this through for so many people. It's important. Yeah, that, that, fa that fabric is important. Yeah. It's important to get it back, to get it on, and to understand what it is psychologically. And I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you go to commercial break. I but, know she's got to go back to work. But before I understand that, you know what time you're training. I, wanna, I wanted to bring up the fact of rebounding. Okay, in your business, rebounding. In your business, oh, rebounding. So if something happens, you've been through a relationship for 17 years and you get divorced or whatever, rebounding. Is that the real person that's looking for someone up because they feel lonely? Is that the real deal? Do you work with that kind of patient? And do you work with that kind of relationship knowing, because you're probably going to see it, this guy is on a rebound. Do we want to go down that road? Uh, Cheryl, I think that's a great question for you. Well, yes, I have a lot of clients who are divorced. I have clients that have been divorced and then dated for a year and a half, two years, and then broke up an engagement. Um, I, For me, personally, the people that are on the rebound most likely are going to be on the online dating sites, not necessarily with me. I tend to get more of the serious people who want to put a little money out there to find something real. So that's my experience. I haven't come across so many people that were on the rebound and wanted to serial date, like Anthony had said. I don't set up people every Friday, because if you want that, which is fine, go online. But if you want to settle down with someone and know I'm going to work and really get you who you want, those are the type of people that come to me. Interesting. That's great. I always ask people, how long were you emotionally disconnected from the relationship before you actually divorced or broke up? Because that's really the big difference. I know me personally, I was emotionally out of the relationship before the relationship actually ended. And that really makes a difference to have that psychological break. Then it's not really a rebound. Mm -hmm. um, but there are many people who go straight from one person to the other to the other. I think it's important to have enough insight into yourself because the rebounders, they're going to hurt somebody else. And we want to prevent people from doing that. Interesting. Laura, how do people find you for all of your services? Uh, you can go ahead and reach me at www.lauraalec.com or shoot me a text at 
5-6-1-8-6. You are amazing. Phil, are you getting better after that? Are you feeling a little bit better? Totally. Today has been, this morning I woke up not great. Now I'm like ready to go. Awesome. Excellent. Best news. Feel good. Thank you so much, Dr. Laura Ellick. Check her out. You can find her on social media. Give her a call for so many, whether it's addiction, resources, or just getting back to being who you are. You're awesome. We can put you in any which way. Thanks, guys. I love you. Have a great day. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got some more merchandise coming in. You wear the black Batman, and I got the white. white. It's amazing how you always get the white. It's amazing how Jeff Greenberg always pulls through for me is all I can tell you. Look at this. He just ordered that for you. About an hour ago, and it's already been delivered. So thank you, thank you, thank you to promo stuff for you. Yes, I needed a tank top for... Sunday. So more to come. Stay tuned. 888-994-4995. Studio A. And we'll be right back. South County Park. $20 per person. A socially distant outdoor vendor event. All safety precautions will be adhered, including face coverings. Proceeds to help those living in our community addressing Alzheimer's, dementia, and Parkinson's. For more information, contact Pamela Palani Esquire, 561-496-4222, or visit us at brainbowlevents.org. AMP Media Productions is proud to announce their affiliation with Comcast Corporation, producing television commercials for Florida. We have a unique opportunity for businesses or individuals to place a commercial on 21 channels with a reduced rate that has never been seen before. You can have an amazing commercial, just like these, made for you and your business. For more information, call us at 866-224-5422 and join the AMP Media family. AskDearAbby.com Dear Abby is a life coaching company that was founded by Abby Awutasu. At Dear Abby, we guide single people through the process of meeting, courting, and marrying their soulmates. We know that before you find true, meaningful, lasting love, you must first love and fully embrace your unique self, flaws and all. Contact us today at askdearabby.com for your personalized coaching session that will get you on the path to ultimately finding your soulmate. And follow Dear Abby on social media at askdearabby on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. 
Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation, staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum, it's wicked smooth. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Don Pablo's coffee and Don Pablo's coffee is the best way we wake up, especially this um this early morning because we had Second Avenue bagels and Second Street. Um, check out Second Street, but um, remember Juan Don Pablo or Juan Don Pablo coffee is the best way the cafe wakes up. And now back to Don and Fred. You put the poor kid out there. I hear you. I hear you. See that? She threw a curveball at you in the middle of the night. Um, I spoke to him about it. Or she spoke to him about it. I spoke to him about it before the show, and he's like, I gotcha. So I got here this morning very early at 8.15, which was very early for me because I knew we had a guest on the 9 o'clock show. And I see Slick's car in the parking lot. Because I told him to be here at 8.30. I didn't know he was actually listening. And he was here before I was here, way before you were here, Batman. And I'm setting up, and I'm running around. So I turn the lights on. As I walk through the studio and I turn and I still have my purse on my arm as I drop things off from room to room. It's like when you go home and you leave things in the laundry room, your shoes, your purse. And I'm walking around as I drop all of my wares off. Slick walks in and his car had been out there for like 20 minutes. He goes, I'm so sorry. What time did you get here? I was on the phone. You did not. <laughs> 6.59 plus what? Three hours? Come on now. He's funny. He's been here early with us, but I'm excited. The promo stuff for you de- delivered. I got a new tank top, which is really, really exciting. I love my tank tops that I get to wear on Saturday. It's going to be a little warm out, I think. You think what should be? This is right off a lake. What you freeze like an Eskimo? So then I'll bring you jacket. I'm going to die laughing. I don't know. I'm going to check out the weather, but I love this. My new tank top for the Brooklyn Cafe show that I get to wear to the Brain Bowl on Sunday. And then he brought and these are beautiful these are all embroidered for the brooklyn cafe show you got black I, we definitely have to wear black and a white batman we cannot yeah, wear the I knew, same I, I knew i got stuck with the black one well, you chose the black one no i knew you wanted the white one you want the white one here i don't want the white one i got the black one you thank sure? you very much yeah. how old are we 11. <laughs> how long we've been married is all 11. i can tell you it's like you love this game we play right batman and robin but this is great 
And check out the merchandise store because Teddy Unscripted got her sweatshirt today. Yeah, I hate her. It's re- and That's she got a, a bag. Th- and she got a matching bag. What? But did you see that merch that she got? Yeah, did you get your nice. shoes? Oh, yeah. You, I didn't get my shoes yet. Did he send you your merch? Uh, he didn't send me any merch. We got to talk to Jeff. We got to Cheryl to get some merch. All about love, LLC, or something like that. Something about find the, spread the love. I don't know. Something with Cheryl Maida and her matchmaking. LLC? So it's, a, it's her business. LLC. LLC. All about love, LLC. You know, we have a piano player in here, and she spells her name L-O-V-E. So what, L-O-V-E. So what would you think her name is? Love. No. Lovey. No. It's really leave. It's L-E-V-E. She's Israeli. And she spells it L-O-V-E. Now, I'm Puerto Rican, so I'm saying there must be something wrong with the English language. I can't pronounce leave from love. <laughs> I know. She's Israeli, so it's L-E-E-V-E, and then she went to L-O-V-E. And, it's been, wow, it's been a busy day. We had a recording artist in from the bagel place this morning, fresh bagels, cream cheese, and now we're talking love Do and matchmaking. Do either of you sing? Absolutely not. No. I cannot carry a tune. Are you sure? Positive. <laughs> and look, Anthony's another buddy of yours from the Bronx. I know, Anthony was, uh, he remembers 3rd Avenue. And there was a 3rd Avenue, right? Yes, th- yeah. And there was an Alexander's there with the elevator, yeah. with the trains? Exactly, right, yeah. See, I don't make things We up. tease him all the time. He talks about being on the auxiliary in his post with Siemens and Cummings, and we go, really? <laughs> that was in Manhattan. And truly, we found, the, Teddy found it's the cross funny, street that said Siemens. That you remember I call that. it Cummings and Goings, but yeah, Siemens and Cummings. Do you remember some of the gangs down in the South Bronx? There was Kings, the Nietas. The Latin Kings and Nietas, and then there was one, the, the something that had like a card and ske- a skeleton's face, and um, I don't remember, but we used to do the jackets. Savage Nomads? Yes. Yeah. The Savage Nomads. You call them the Ghetto Brothers. <laughs> no, that was in the Bronx. That was further in the, up north. But the Savage Nomads, we used to do the colored jackets, which was the cut-off jean jacket, right? We used to cut the sleeves yeah. off, and we used to do the colors on the back. Frank's Army and Navy used to do the colors. Wasn't that your first job when you were, what, like 12? 12. Yeah, the Savage Nomads. Wow. (laughs) There was a big problem down there, the Savage Nomads. So his stories are real? I was on top of my gang activity back then. Were you? (laughs) Weren't there a lot of gangs in the Bronx? Oh, yeah, yeah. You see, they don't understand the Ghetto Brothers, the the Black Spades, the Savage Nomads, all those. I grew up with them guys. You know, warlords, my cousin Ferdinand was the warlord of the Ghetto Brothers. That was really interesting living in that building. This is for real, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like he's a walking John Travolta movie. (laughs) (laughs) They don't believe anything I say. (laughs) They don't believe. I am so happy he's. I may do a show with you just to talk about the day because Mm. they don't believe anything of what we grew up with. Look at Cheryl. Her mouth is like on the floor. He tells me stories that I can't get over. And it's true. Like where I grew up, yeah. We don't have those kind of stories. <laughs> no, you Long grew up Island like I grew up. Long yeah, Island had no, beaches. Long Island and, and Plantation, Island, Florida. Yeah. No, not so we much. Go, different than the Bronx. <laughs> we used to go to Jones Beach every weekend. Okay, I did that. Jones and Fire Beach. Island next door to it. We course, weren't allowed to go there. We weren't allowed to go there. What about Orchard? You must have went to Orchard Beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Orchard Beach to play handball. Yeah. That is so and with funny. your Spalding? <laughs> with the Spalding and the handball racket and what have you. What are those things that you call, they go on the bottom of the chairs, the scullies? Scullies. You know what a scully is? Yeah. See? Remember stickball? Oh, of course. Now, was it pitching in in your day or was it standstill? Uh, both. They have actually, in the 43rd precinct, um, 
forget the name of the street, they actually have, uh, every year they come back, for the old timers come back to play st stickball in the, from the South Bronx, and uh, they come back every year. I forget the name of the block it's on. They actually name it Stickball Alley or something Stickball like Alley. Yeah. I was there. Yeah, and they, the old timers come back and they, they play. I remember yeah. I taught the kids in Pelham Bay what stickball was about, and they played it for three days because this game never ends. Um, and also the four... Well, Soundview Avenue, I think that's... Soundview Avenue? Wow, Avenue. yes, that's where, and you rest in peace, JoJo was a member in Soundview. He used to take Freddie down there. They spent the whole day in Stickball Alley. Now, the 4-4 by Yankee Stadium... That was my first precinct, yeah. They stole my bike down there when I went to sign up for the Bronx Giants football team, the okay. Pee Wee football team. That was my first precinct, uh, the 4-4. I was a cop there by Yankee Stadium. Yeah, Yankee yeah. Stadium, yes. Yeah. I remember we had a good relationship with them. We used to walk to Yankee Stadium yeah. on the Cliff Avenue. Remember on the oh, Cliff yeah. Avenue? Yeah, of course. True yeah. place. On the Cliff. That's where the Ghetto Brothers hung out. Yeah. That's the origins of hip-hop or from that's Cedric Avenue over there, like by Sedgwick. That's where, uh, which McCall started, uh, the origins of hip-hop, uh, the original, uh, what was his name? Um, yeah, 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 all those guys. That's where they started. Nice job. University <laughs> Avenue, Sedgwick. Yeah. And you remember the Latin Kings? They're still there, by oh, the way. Of course. Yeah. Latin they were, Kings they were probably tough. the biggest gang we dealt with back yeah. then. They, they used tough. to have meetings. We were talking about St. Saint, Saint Anne's Park before. That's where they used to meet. St. Anne's like Park. Like a thousand of them would be there. Yeah. St. Anne's Park. They used to take over. They looked like roaches. Did you grow up yeah. in the Bronx, too? Yeah. That's the Bronx. Excuse me? The Bronx. The Bronx. DA. Bronx. DA. 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 Bronx. DA. Bronx. I'm going to tell you. The 3-4 was in Manhattan, but the 4-4, I used to live by Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And that was... Uh, what that year was, did you live there? Oh, God. I was there till I don't even know why. My mother moved to 17 places, but everywhere we went, we ended up on the Grand Concourse. Yeah. And that became tough as well. Teddy's dad lived on 167th in the Grand Concourse, which is not far from Yankee Stadium. And they used to do the, Bran the Bronx. They used to have the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade oh, on yeah. the Grand Concourse. Down the Grand Concourse. That's right. I Dominican was, Day Parade. Puerto that's Rican right. Parade. I was yeah. done the first one that they yeah. did. I was there yeah. on a the float. Is your sister still in the Bronx? No, she's in the Heights. She's in uh, Washington Heights. We, you know, it's funny. Puerto Rican families, they all migrate to the same building. <laughs> yeah. We had 27 <laughs> apartments in one building. Yeah. And we're going to move today. Okay, so we all moved to another <laughs> building. <laughs> The funniest thing to say about that, you'd go to a family dispute. Two brothers are arguing or something like that. And we'd come there, and one brother beat the hell out of the other brother. So it's, kind of, it's a family dispute. So it's a kind of like a um, must-arrest situation. The minute you take the handcuffs out, you have 40 members of the family. The everybody's <laughs> jumping on your back. Don't like, oh, take them away! They, they come out of every apartment. They're all family members. <laughs> so the minute you try and arrest one of them, forget it. It's, on, it's not oh worth doing God. it. Yeah. It's like I mean, a melee. That's true. Yeah. 23 that. years? Yeah, 22 years. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. How long have you been retired? Service? I did 90, came on in 92, and I retired in 2014. So you've been retired for a little while. Yeah. Why did you come to Florida? My, my parents bought a condo down here. My father did uh, 28 years in sanitation, so he's done with the cold weather, so he got a condo in Delray. So I kind of followed them down. My sister moved down here. Uh, my brother-in-law retired. He was a lieutenant in the NYPD. They came down, so I wasn't married. I didn't have kids, and I came down. That's how I met Cheryl. Well, you guys have the best story. Are you going to share your story? story? Sure. So I was recruiting for my business. I was already divorced, and I was at the gym, shocking and um i see a guy on a bike i'm like okay this is a good looking guy i started talking to him and i asked him a little if are you married and his answer was no and i'm like 
perfect. That's exactly what I need to hear. So I told him about my matchmaking. So he told me, well, I really don't think I would be hiring a matchmaker. And I said, why not? And he's like, well, I've always had girlfriends in the past. But I said, so you've never been married. He's like, oh, no, I've never been married and I have no kids. So to be honest, my first reaction was red flag. Okay, yeah, there's something wrong. And sure enough, he did not go in my database. I did marry him. <laughs> and I did learn a valuable lesson, though, that you really can't judge a book by its cover. And I do actually have clients who will say to me, who have kids, the woman or man has to be a mother, has to be a father. They have to understand. And the truth is, everyone does have a story. And Anthony had his own story. And he did not want to get married throughout the years of the NYPD. And later in life, wanted to settle down. So I feel like people have to really listen and understand and not judge right away, as I did. <laughs> I, I recognize I wasn't ready. I, 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 being a cop, crazy hours, you know, 4 to 12s, midnights, it's never an eight-hour shift. Things happen. An eight-hour shift turns into a 16-hour shift, a 24-hour shift. I just I saw so many guys have problem marriages on the job, and um, it, it just wasn't the right time when I wasn't ready. But I knew at some point in time I wanted to settle down and have a soulmate. And it took me coming to Florida and meeting Cheryl. He just didn't meet the right one yet. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? Um, we've been married a year and a half, almost two. Oh, the newlyweds. Yeah. Newly. Don't you say You know, it. but he's a great spokesman. He actually balances out what you do because he waited patiently. He waited. No, it's so true. Right. We're not the typical. But again, like I'm divorced and I don't look at that as what we were discussing before with Dr. Laura as a failure. I look at it as a great first half of my life. I was married almost 20 years, had a wonderful marriage, have three great kids. If I would have met Anthony 15, 20 years ago, we would never be together. This is a guy that did not want to get married and didn't want kids. So I look at it as I had such a great first half of my life and now I'm going to have a great second half with someone else. And that's why I think a lot of people need to have hope because just because you've never been married or went through a divorce, your life is not over. Just like with COVID, COVID hit. This is not done. COVID's going to get better. Everyone, God willing, will have vaccin vaccinations. And you need to just look forward, look at the glass half full, because there's hope. We just have to compromise right now. That's all. It's interesting. Dr. Joe Biden was on TV this morning talking about her divorce. And she said if she had never gotten divorced, she would have never met Joe. They would, she would never had her family. See, right. She would have never been in the position that she is now. And she was young. She says, you know what? It happens. And there's always hope because there's where it's, it reminds me of your story. She said, because now I've got a whole nother life and exactly. a whole nother family that has truly, they have changed the world. Right. And I do see the advantage of someone having kids who might understand more about being a parent. But then I always laugh. There's this little advantage of being with someone that doesn't have kids. Because I like to say, I'm his world. <laughs> And that's great. <laughs> I might have to define my world a little, but it's a wonderful thing. And we really even each other out and we understand each other. And I think it's about compromise. I really do. Well, it's not easy. I, I got I to gotta just say, I know when I was at the 3-4 and I had a ton of cop friends and I, and I knew what was going on behind the scenes and everything else. Not easy being an NYPD officer. It's just sure. different. I mean, I understand cops here in Florida, all the respect. I get it. But in New York, it's a different animal, different, and yeah. mm. there is nothing say. like it in the world. And to try to explain it, you can't. There isn't enough words at the emotions of things that happen. Manhattan was nuts. The 4-4 was just off the cuff. 
And when I was growing up, I used to be in the mortgage business, and I used to help cops get their mortgages and everything else. And I saw what they went through, man. And I'm going to tell you something. Not for, I used to do an NYPD dinner on Sundays in my house, and my cop friends used to bring friends just to hang out, just so they can breathe for a second and get away from the element. Because I got to tell you, it was not easy. And it's nice to see that you have found happiness. Here you are in a warm state. And I tell my cop friends, you know, come on down. They're not done yet. You know, 9-11 was really hard for us. Really, really hard for us. Lost a lot of good friends during 9-11. We were in New York then, right? I was a lieutenant during 9-11. Yeah, I was there for that. Tough, man. Tough. The kids that have grown up now and everything else, and we still talk about it. But it's not easy. And sometimes cops think, some, an officer would think, all due respect, you know, being a cop here is one thing. But I guess maybe I was there for 42 years, and I saw a different side to it. And it's good to see that you are, you know, you found your happiness. You know, you, you, couldn't, you found a great lady to do what she does. It's kind of ironic where right. you find somebody who does what she does and you never want to get married. Yeah, yeah. And here you are. Right. It's kind of crazy. Maybe but I do. I can perform magic. That's oh, a little that, magic there. That, if you believe it, it will happen. They happen from the Bronx marries the Jewish girl from Boca. It's I mean, hysterical. that's a story in itself. It is. But in the day, growing up in New York was different, man. I got to tell you. Um, I used to go to Long Island to hang out. I used to go to Jones Beach. The girls in Long Island are different than the girls from the Bronx. Sorry. Yes, it's just true. Yeah. yeah. It was just true. But what a great story you guys have. Let's oh, go to a commercial break. When we come back, slip, let's change the battery on that camera because today's show is sponsored by... Stay tuned. You'll find out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah I got okay, this. We can do that. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. beautiful just the way I am. I'm beautiful just the way I am. And I'm radiating love, radiating love, attracting all the good that I can. Oh, I'm beautiful just the way I am. MuseApp is a music subscription app combining affirmations and meditations the mixing of music and positive affirmations will take you on a positive journey towards healing. Download your app today, available on iPhone or Android, or contact Leslie Carmen at 561-405-9577. MuseAff, that's M-U-S-A-F-F, on Apple or Android. Looking for a place to get your ice cream fix? Look no further than Cold Stone Creamery. At Cold Stone, we make our ice cream fresh every single day in store. We have over 20 different ice cream base flavors and over 30 different mix-ins to choose from. We also have plenty of signature creations if you don't want to go ahead and choose your own. To end your creation, you could put it in one of our freshly made waffles. We have ice cream cakes, ice cream sandwiches, milkshakes, smoothies, banana splits, sundaes, and so many other things. For you to come check out and enjoy. We are the official ice cream store of the Brooklyn Cafe. Hope to see you soon. And remember, it's always a great day for ice cream. Hi, I'm Robin Weiss, and I'm a rhinestone artist and rhinestone art instructor. 12 years ago, when I retired from my nail business, I decided to become a rhinestone artist. But then I soon realized there was nowhere that I could go 
to find the adequate combination of tools or even instructions of how to go about enjoying this craft. My passion for this beautiful medium we know as rhinestones and what I knew they could create drove me to figure out a way to create this magical craft that I now teach. I have developed the perfect rhinestone crafting starter kit, which contains the perfect rhinestone crafting pickup stick. I created this kit to help others and to show you that rhinestone crafting is a craft whose time has come. Filled with fun, rhythmic, and therapeutic, the amount of items that you can cover is endless. Not to mention the places this craft will take you and the people you will meet if you should decide you want to get to artist level. You can watch my creations and watch me work on the Brooklyn Cafe TV show every Thursday, where I'll be blinging for Dawn and sometimes Freddie. While we enjoy each other's company, I'll be bringing you the most beautiful and fun creations to inspire you to try this craft. You can also find me on Real Housewives of Bling at Instagram and also my Facebook group. That is where I'll show you all of my crystal creations while you follow me on my rhinestone journey. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. This segment is brought to you by Cold Stone Creamery. They're located in Boynton Beach on Gateway and Congress and Lake Worth on Lantana and Jog. So go pick up some ice cream for yourself. Now back to Dawn and Freddie. I gotta ask you a question. You brought ice cream in for Teddy, Teddy this morning. What kind of ice cream was that? It was coffee with Heath Bar. Mm. Coffee with Heath Bar. Yeah, Heath Bar is Teddy, yes. how was it? She doesn't hear us. It was awesome. <laughs> how could it be bad? Coffee is kind of like breakfast. Heath it Bar was is like kind of like cup. a snack. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and it's made with like there's actually coffee grinds. Like I make some of, a lot of the ice cream there. There was real coffee so, grinds. There's like there's yeah real like coffee grinds in the ice cream. Can like, we give you some of our coffee to put in it? Can we have a Brooklyn know. Cafe ice That's cream? A good question. Can Maybe. we grind? Did you grind up coffee grinds? Uh well the coffee grinds like we buy the coffee grinds like it's already grinded up. When we I think we do ground it up. Well, maybe we can come up with an idea for like a Brooklyn Cafe show coffee that would be ice really cream. Interesting. How do you like that idea? A Cold Stone segment. <laughs> a Cold Stone <laughs> segment brought to you by Cold Stone Creamery. Two locations in yeah. Lake Worth and Boynton Beach. Correct. The official ice cream of What's the Brooklyn What's your favorite Cafe ice cream? Uh, just the f- ice cream flavor. I like the cake batter. Cake batter. It's made with like uh, 
like actual um yellow cake mix and it's like put in the the machine like in the mix it's really good it tastes like actual cake batter wow they actually use it <laughs> that could be like an award-winning thing when you make a match you get some cold stone ice cream. I wonder if people go on dates. Where do you go on dates, guys? Maybe Cold Stone. And I Maybe Cold Stone. The, Slip, where do you go on a date? One of my one of my friends actually went on the guy that she's dating right now, their first date was to Cold Stone. And if I like go to their wedding or something, then I'm definitely gonna brag about that. <laughs> I was you know, there for the first date. You know, it's interesting right. because we have a chef. Single guy, he comes in, he cooks, cleans, everything in an hour. So he goes to your house and you want to have a romantic date, right? And you set it up and he'll bring the ice cream, bring the dessert. You don't have to do nothing. He'll even do the dishes, right? Chef Mark Fiore. Chef Mark Fiore, which I think we should give you the number because it's a very safe, safe deal. Dating at home. Bring like the restaurant to you. Exactly. We have limos, we have flowers. We have candy. We have cake mixes. We got a whole party in one. Whatever you want, we even have the place to do it I at love if that you idea. want. What's the number one first date place now? Now, I would definitely say outdoors. I've had people go to outdoors on a bench at a park. I've had people walks, believe it or not walking and just getting to know each other that way. I had one couple who actually their first three dates were all virtual. They literally had happy hour every night. So it was Friday night. I think the next date was like Tuesday night. I And I suggested and like, you know what, that's a great idea. And I told the girl especially, get dressed up as if it is a first date because it is your first date. It's just we have to just be a little creative and think out of the box. And their first three dates were all virtually happy hour. Then they got to know each other a little more. And then they took it once again outdoors somewhere. So outdoors, especially in Florida, is huge. Um, I've had people meet at a dog park, believe it or not. A lot <laughs> of outdoor first dates. A lot, yes. All How cool of them. was that? Well, we got a lot of friends. Like this Friday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, we have our friend Bonnie, the owner of Luna Rosa. Oh, wow. And she's a good friend of ours. I love that place. Oh, we it's a place to come out. So I'm going to talk to her to hook you up with there because there's another place That's a to have beautiful. a date. And it's romantic. It's across the street from the beach. It's, it's beautiful. Best. It's beautiful. I also met a manager at what used to be called the Marriott. Now it's a different name across it's the street. Opal Grand, I think. Uh-huh, Opal. And she has some ideas for this whole thing as well because we were talking about um, when he was doing, he, he did a... He did a chef show. He was cooking. Right. Chef Mark. And we were talking about how you can have a whole date together because guys want to be romantic, but they're like, oh, guys, you can't cook. You know, they got, the t- they got 12 fingers and they can't cook. So he comes in. He sets it all up. We have florists. We got, hey, Mr. DJ. We got the DJ. Now he has I a different kind of car. If you don't want a limo, you can get another Cadillac. He has a small Cadillac. I think that's great. And you want to make it impressive, you know? Yeah. If you, in a neutral site, I mean, we know people that will even put you like crazy Uncle Mike's. He'll put you on the outside where it's safe of his restaurant and they'll take care of business there. Right. As part of this day. Always to impress. It's always safe. Mask are worn, gloves are worn. It's always clean. Um, and even when he has a connection in the mall. I got a connection at True Lux if they want that. It depends on where you want to go and how much right. you want to spend. But it's all very doable because... Sometimes when you're going to meet Mr. and Mrs. Wright, you want to 
be that first impression might be the most important. So absolutely. Or if you want to go to hot dog slick, you can take me to on the end of the app. Oh yeah. Oh, that you place is that place is unreal. If you want hot dogs, <laughs> yeah. see that's his type of deal. He takes girls to get hot dogs on end of the app. That's okay to each its own. And it's very nice. I'm absolutely. not complaining. Jay, come on out. I have to I'm ask not, Jay Harmon. I'm not complaining. It's the best. Where was your first date with Barbara? Where was your first date with Barbara? Is that where you met her, or that's where you went on a date? Because you've been married what, ten years? Uh, no, we uh, were just uh, we were just married eight. Did you ask her, or did she ask you to get married? Uh, Let's give Jay and Mike's look. Oh, gee whiz! I think we just mutually we said we're going to get married. That we wanted to uh, that we wanted to be married. So Cheryl is a matchmaker. It's her husband, Anthony. Jay Harmon is our colored pencil Hi. artist Hi. Nice here. To meet you. We're talking nice about to meet when you. you get divorced and there's a second stage in life. Oh, yeah, I've been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay actually does those pencil, or those are all pencil arts, even though they look like paint. Oh, wow. Above you, yeah. He, yeah, and he in does the second all the studio. pencil art, um, which is unique. And even the artist can, like, if you want to give a gift and an anniversary, they, you know, my parents were married 63 years. Maybe, oh, my God. Maybe they both rest in peace. But he can do anything in, in the art form. If it's a girl with a dog or a child or a couple, he does it all in oh, pencil, which is amazing. a little bit different, that's adding that different edge. Yeah, it's good stuff. Sure, if any, it would uh, it's a, uh, be a good gift for somebody to give someone as a, uh, as a proposal. Yeah, that's great. So I have to tell you, Jay, you know how we're talking about the first breakfast? Mm. Jay's going to create a, a drawing for us. Instead of the Last Supper, which draws up a lot of chaos, we're going to do the first breakfast because we have a morning show. That's so so a couple days after we started talking about the first breakfast again, we actually have it for you, somebody called and said, would we help them put together a production of an interfaith Seder? So we were describing <laughs> what is an interfaith Seder, which is really Passover was the first the last supper and how it all the interfaiths combine if you actually think about the progression of what it truly was and there it goes back to your picture hmm. i and know it's, it's complicated great. In here. and this is a picture that's been in the works for how long have we known you three four or four years? years oh yeah about four years yeah because we couldn't get it done uh, we wanted to get it done but it got controversial but we're, we're going to do it and it's going to be the first breakfast and we got more and more people that have joined the fray and they want to be part of this thing, so we have the paper there. Great. Well, we'll just put everybody in there who wants to be on it. <laughs> it's it's going to be a great piece. You may have 2,000 people by the time it's all said. It may never be finished. That's okay. Like, a work of art never finished. Never finishes. And the two pieces behind us, actually, we don't often get on set because they're usually up high. These are from Max Lazega. All of these pieces, the one behind you is the Tree of Life, and he will actually personalize it for your family tree, which I cannot wait to see one of those finished. You have the top could be like your parents, and then it's you, your brother and sister, and then all the way down becomes this incredible family tree with repurposed materials, which would be amazing. And these are his number one sellers, believe it or not, not the robots. Now, I did go out of my way last night, and I sent to Tiger Woods Association a letter about donating this get well Put piece for him. If they want it, I'd send them a picture and that we would be more than happy to send this. So I'm just waiting for them to write back and see if that's, uh, that's a go. It has to be shipped to California in the whole night, but we'll see. Or you wait till he comes back to Florida. Uh, he's gonna be out there for about a year. You think? Absolutely. Think he's gonna do rehab and everything out there? 
Yeah, I wouldn't get on a plane to, to come back home because that swells the... He has some serious issues with the muscles. They had to cut the muscles open to get the blood out, to get the pressure out. So say, so yeah, they say he had like compartment syndrome where the that's, muscles ripped away. That's tough. Mm. That's tough. So well, I yeah. hope it's not a career ender. ender. Yeah, they were tough. talking about that also. Ooh. I mean, and we talk about what it's like when, you, when you're the first responder into a horrific accident like that. I'm sure you've seen a few things. What is that like? Um, you know, you, you're not... People from the outside looking in react differently than us. We're first responders, so we react, you know, from a, you know, if we have to put a tourniquet on, we're not looking at blood or this or that. You know, when I watch TV shows, I'm more squeamish <laughs> watching something on TV <laughs> than when I saw things at 9-11 or you see car accidents or motorcycle accidents, people who wipe out on a motorcycle. I mean, for some reason, something kicks in and you just react and you do your job. And you're not thinking about you know, the gore or the blood or the this or anything like that, and you just respond and you react. And I got to ask you, Blue Bloods, I'm a big fan. Anything close to what you went I through? I was asking that. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty close. You know, they, they've used a lot of stories yeah. that are happening in current events, uh, and they incorporate it into the storyline of the show. You know, now, of course, listen, you know, the brother, the sister, the, the you know, they're always involved in the same cases. Is that re realistic? No, but it's a show. Um, but it, it's, it's pretty realistic. And now, on that show, the police commissioner, played by Tom Selleck, has a son on the job. Yeah. And now, actually, uh, Commissioner Shea, Dermot Shea of the NYPD, his son just became an NYPD cop. So yeah. that's actually re very realistic now, because the current NYPD police, police commissioner's son is currently in the police academy. But yeah, a lot of the storyline, they try and base on current events. So it's pretty realistic. Yeah. And I got to ask, craziest place somebody's ever taken somebody on their first date? <laughs> wow. Craziest place. Define crazy. Just like completely out of, out of, out of, the, box. Know, out of the box, you know, hot air balloon. Something, <laughs> what's the, I mean, something out there. You know, it's, it's funny. You say, okay, so years ago, I had a man who, because on my interview, I always ask people where they would like to go for their first date. After I make the introduction over the phone, men will ask me, would she like to do dinner? A lot of people don't. A lot of people pre-COVID was a drink, coffee, possibly dinner, but no five-course dinner. They wanted to see if they liked each other. I had one gentleman, um, lived in Miami, great guy was so creative and he told me about his first date he wanted to do and I was just like wow like that's a lot and he's like no but it's going to be fabulous so they did dinner they walked around after dinner to make sure the conversation was still flowing and he actually got a private plane I don't recall where they went but went somewhere and he took her back to Miami I mean she told me and I couldn't believe it but that was all the first date are they still and together they, the last time I spoke to them, yes, I know they were going to get engaged, but I think both of them like wanted to wait a little. So the last time I spoke to them, they were together a little over five years. Wow. So maybe that did something. <laughs> I got to tell you, you can rent a private jet seat because things have gotten so bad for the private jet industry. They now will let you rent a jet wow. seat. And I was reading this, and I said, this is, this is fantastic. Well, didn't you used to do that, just take people to Florida for dinner or fly to New York someplace else for dinner? That was Jet, when JetBlue first started, yeah. Is that what you used to do? Yes. 
I used to go to Florida for dinner and to Boston, uh, lunch great. and then dinner. <laughs> but back then, the JetBlue ticket from New York was like 34 bucks. Was it right, $99 round trip or something. You could go to, I could go to Europe. I could go to the But UK even just the I concept know. of thinking about doing something like that is so incredibly romantic, spontaneous, crazy. You name well, it. Well, we wanted to see if they would say yes. Well, some women <laughs> wouldn't like that. No. I, you know, I could definitely say. Many. He's like, I had an idea. Yeah. He's like, what do you think she's going to say? I'm like, oh, God, that is beautiful. It's romantic. Let me get back to you. And she was all for it. And probably why they are together five years later. Yeah. You got to, you got to, it's got to mix and match. Exactly. You know, that big tree at Rockefeller Center with the ice skating ring. Of course. And the hot chocolate. That was a big seller also. That's romantic. And the, and the horse, romantic. that horse thing, not too much. <laughs> Don't do the horse, because they poo-poo. Yeah. <laughs> How did you meet Barbara? Hmm? How did you meet Barbara? Actually, we met, we were both at, uh, at the phase in life that we were. We had both kind of gotten to a point we were, had been dating online with other people, and it didn't really work that well. I was, like I said... I said, okay, this is the last shot that I'm going to give it, and after that, forget about it. So I gave Barbara a call online after I read her, her info, and she uh, decided to meet me, and she told me later that she felt the same way too, that she was going to get one more date from there, and if it didn't work, that was the end. And that's, that's why what you do common. is so important because there are so many people that are like, you know what, I am just done with this online that. stuff. Oh, right. it's, it's, it's true. Online is just, you don't it's, know, it's like a box of chocolates, right? <laughs> you don't know which one you're going to get. <laughs> it's so true. But again, there are positive stories. You yes. can meet someone walking into Starbucks later today. So I always like to say, I don't discourage anyone from doing anything, but just broaden your horizons and kind of think, you know, like maybe try to do something that you weren't sure. And again, speaking to a matchmaker, at least I know for myself, there's no obligations to talk to me. There's no obligations to meet with me, find out more about what I do. And you would see people sometimes think about it. They're like, wow, I never thought I would do something like this. They're like, this sounds great. But, you know, you have to just get out there and put Slick, your right don't you keep meeting all your enchantresses at uh, Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> Blake, where do you meet ladies? Oh, Blake, Blake is in Huh? <laughs> you ask Blake? Blake, where do you meet people? Dates. In what con- or like, where To go out I? with them. Um... Like, where do I take them on dates? Where, how do you meet them? How do you meet them? Um, usually through, um, like, common events that maybe you would attend. Maybe through, um, like, a certain organization you're a part of. Like me, I'm involved in a lot of stuff at FAU. So. He has a great voice. He does. Like a radio voice. Yeah, yeah we tried him on a couple of commercials. You know, the, in the day, we used to do a little bit of what he's talking about. When we used to go to Jones Beach, we used to freeze Snickers. And three musketeers. So we used to scope the beach. For, you know, we used to go on bikini patrol. So we used to look and see who had the bikinis going. And we used to park that bad boy. And then we used to throw the bars over to the girls. Oh, that <laughs> is hysterical. And Candy it worked. Bar. There you go. That's different. I like that. You're worked. being creative. Remember, so he told you to go to the beach with a cooler of wine? You know, let's ask the professional. <laughs> but no, but cue this up fairly. Let's no, be fair about this. Example. 
No, 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 because he's going to change it. No, he told me to go to the beach <laughs> with a cooler of wine, walk around on the beach, you know, in my trunks and whatnot, showing off my abs I never and all said that. that part, but, but okay. um, basically, I walk around with two wine glasses, right? Two wine glasses? And I pour out any liquor of their liking. That's not what I said. You see, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't follow. What, what, what are you talking about? You I had, me? I had, we have Gubba. Gubba is our sponsor of mm -hmm. rum. Okay. And this is a different type of rum. And then you guys can taste it. You can tell me what you think. And I asked him to get a taste test on the beach. He said, can you, we're doing a survey, wear a badge. Can you tell me, do you like this or but not? But this is really just to pick up women. But yeah, then you is, start a conversation. This was not a cover-up for tasting. This was a, <laughs> literally just a pick-up woman. Listen, I threw candy bars at bikinis <laughs> and picked up bitches. I don't know what That idea is at least a little classier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I threw candy bars. Now, there's another thing we used to do. Well, we used to go into the movie theater, sit yeah. in the back, and have a mini bar. And all you hear was... And then we used to pour the drinks. So if there was a nice girl in the back, because a lot of people used to hang out in the back. And we used to say what you like. Uh, now, nowadays, I don't know if it'll fly because everybody's like, oh, they're going to give I me a roof. you're a walking John Travolta right. movie. So this day and age, you can't it, do that. We used to give it to people Brilliant. to have. And, and, and my God, we made so many friends. And we used to make fun that the movie was bad. It got real serious with the drinking. If the movie was good, they used to say, okay, this is kind of fun. And then we used to movie hop. Can I just ask you a quick question? How old were you? I'm just curious. At the time. I was about their age, about 21, 20. Okay. He's 27. I'm 27. Not his, the guy next to you. I'm 22. Oh, oh okay. Like, yeah. No, by the time I was 27, I was having my firstborn. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. We had too much fun. But we used to, and then we used to play a lot of softball, stickball. I mean, in, the, in New York, you play, you right. play sports. Co-op City League. Remember Co-op City? Oh, yeah. We used to play in that league, and we used to invite girls to be cheerleaders. And I dated you for six months. It was time to move on. You're crazy. But it's a lot crazy. of fun. It was it's all just totally, fun. And it's totally different it's now. It's just different today, exactly. Can't yes, do all that yes, fun. But yeah. nowadays, I would find the elegance to it. I know? love the whole matchmaker. I feel like it's going old school, going back to back in the day, right? right For finding exactly. someone that actually knows who you are knows who the other person is and saying, you know what, you may not meet at a bar, you may not meet at an event because you're not going to events. And people right now are so honed in on their careers. That's they exactly. don't really have time to go to a bar or to meet at a bar, or if they're being, especially now with COVID, being safe. Or you online dating yeah. is so time consuming, everyone says, and that's the number one thing. It is mm -hmm. so time consuming, because then you have women that tell me, or men, I'm, you know, I reach out to, let's say, 20 women, then I have to email everyone back, and then this one can't go out because she's going out with six other people that week. It becomes very time consuming, but as you said, a matchmaker does all the legwork. It's personalized. That's the difference. And you there. know what they want. Exactly. That cuts down all the chase. My exactly. son is his birthday. They happy birthday to Freddie. I, he came from Boston. He was going to school up there. He came down here and we used to go to dinner. And I used to say, okay, which waitress do you find attractive? And he looked at me and says, why? I says, just tell me. But she's attractive. So I used to go, come here. Can you take my son from Boston, who's never been to Boca? Can he have your digits? And yada, 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 can you take him, show him around, nothing serious, I'll even pay for it. And ask Freddie, I wish Freddie would walk through that door. He picked up more girls doing that. And what was I, 48, 49 at the time? <laughs> doing that because it was just relating to people. I wasn't asking them to marry him. 
Well, there was an in-person connection as opposed to online and not knowing what that person was behind there. And that's where the whole catfishing comes in, too. Mm -hmm. I hear so many stories of someone getting so excited because there's a picture and they're writing back and they're writing the most perfect things. And it's time to meet either A, the person is just not that person at all, or they get to the bar and there's no one there. So you have to be careful online. But as I said, there's always good stories and then you hear some crazy stories. You just have to be very careful. That's true. I'm going to get a button that says, I know the matchmaker. Can you, imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine if you had that and you went all around and people are going to say, Can I ask you what that is? Right? Absolutely. Is that? It's what people need right now. They need that interpersonal connection. That's right. Don't be afraid to take yeah. a chance. Thank you so much for joining us. How do people find you again? Okay, you can go on my website, www.cherylmeda.com. You can email me at cherylmeda at aol.com or call or text me at 561-702-1419. And yes, it is all confidential. Your pictures are not out on her website anywhere. We talked about that as well. There is no age restrictions. If you're looking for somebody and you want to do it the right way, give her a call. Have a conversation, see what happens. And for Dr. Laura, she can help so many. Actually, I sent her contact information to some people that we know that we're looking Absolutely. for some help. So I sent that information out. You can always give us a call. That is why we're here to share our resources and bring you information. 866-224-5422. You're going to get Mr. Magic Man over here on the phone. Tune in today at 2.30. We've got Jay Harmon and the Colored Pencil Artist. We're still making the hibiscus? Nope. No? Hibiscus is done. Today it's an orchid. Today we're moving on to an orchid. All right, so tune in. And how is the Skillshare coming? Skillshare is just almost finished. We have one little one little touch uh, to do uh, on it, and it's beautiful. When is the uh, the Skillshare? My uh, I have to have it sent in by Sunday. All right, so so that was my deadline. So I'm and I have to thank Marissa for the wonderful, fantastic job she's done on it. She's that would be M&M. M&M. So she's doing a great job on that. So you can learn how to make grapes on Skillshare if you're looking into drawing. Jay's show also airs on our Kids Television Network on Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. So tune in for that. Kids, grab your colored pencils. Tonight at 7 o'clock, mm. we've got a live Kids in Capes right here. Bree and Allie, ages 9 and 11, and they've got an interview I think it is a brother and sister. They make soaps for cancer, so you don't want to miss that. Followed by 7.30 tonight on WNN, we've got uh, Tony Montado from Stand for Parkland joining us with another parent who lost a child in that horrific incident on Valentine's Day. So that'll be live uh, right here in our studios at 7.30 on WWNN. So a lot of things coming on 5 o'clock. We've got our Teenpreneur Show with Dio Coley, another great teen show. It's all about empowering our kids, our teens, and now our singles. And if you didn't watch the premiere of Eminem's show... It was great. You should check it out. And it's... What is the... Uh, what's that thing? The... Uh, I keep thinking M M N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N Personality test. You, you can we add it nine. to your whole assessment. Oh, you can add this to your repertoire. Wait till you check this out. And she brought us to the attention. Everybody in here is doing it. Uh, it's it's called getting personal, I think, with Marissa. Yeah. Well, let's and, get personal. And that went on at 11. And what channel we have that on? We have that on 2020 Vision. Check it out. I may play that show on the radio if I, don't, if I need to fill it because it's just phenomenal. 
about how much you learn about yourself by taking this test. So that if you want to be with somebody and you're lucky enough to find somebody, knowing yourself a little bit, it's kind of helpful. So more to come and save the date this Sunday. We're going to be at the Brain Bowl at South County Regional Park at the Sunset Pavilion. So if you head west on Glades Road, you hit 441, keep going. And then keep going keep a little going. bit more. So you see the until gators. you see the dog park sign. And we're going to be in there with 50 plus vendors, a couple hundred people in and out throughout the day. Yes, it is COVID safe. Masks are recommended, not required. So coming out, support the vendors, support Alzheimer's research because it is a silver tsunami, as Pam Polani says, right here in our community. And what is happening to our seniors, especially now during COVID, hopefully they will have the gift of touch back again soon. That's right. And if you show up there, come on by. We're going to have the cameras rolling, everything else. Just say hi. Let us know that uh, you're there. We'll put you on the air. If you have a business, we'll promote it. Thank you to Promise Stuff for you for our great promotional merchandising. So have a great day, everyone. Please be safe. Be kind to each other. We will see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. And as always, don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show is over, the Brooklyn Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring more good cheer next time. You can follow the Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at the Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. Well, see you next time. Sleepless nights I wait for you To bring me back to life In my electric eyes It doesn't mean That time can pick In every single breath I want to Unfreeze my heart And fly away That's why I want to stay Freeze my heart and we can fly